0: Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of FinTV. Uh, we've got a recurring guest because this is, I think, the second time we've had Dave on here. We've got Dave Malenfant, who is the director, outreach and partnerships for the Center for Supply Chain Innovation at Texas Christian University, TCU. Uh, Dave, welcome to FinTV. Thank you for being on here. Um, why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of your journey so far, and uh, and and uh, yeah, let us know. Who you are, Dave? Well, thank
1: you so much, Maria. It's a pleasure to be back uh, in, in talking to to the group. So a little bit about myself is uh, I've been in supply chain for a very long time. Let's just say over 30, 35 years. And, and and what's interesting about it when you start with supply chain, you really didn't pick it as a career when I came into it. So I spent um, in in with in. Business and elevated from being a forklift driver all the way to a senior VP of global supply chain when I retired in 2014, and then then I saw the opportunity of joining TCU to help run the Center for Supply Chain Innovation because my passion is talent and how do we bridge this talent gap? Uh, the um, I you know just a little bit about my personal life. Uh, we celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary this year with my with my wife Adele and we did um, our, I called it our 100 for 40, 100 miles for every year of um, uh, uh, marriage. So we, we drove 4,283 miles. And if anyone knows the US and in Canada, so we're way down in the Midwest and we drove uh, in, down in, in South, Southwest. So we drove up, up into Canada and then back around through New York. And what's interesting by, uh, about that is that I love driving. But you also learn a lot about the supply chain, and when you look at all the trucks in the industry and what's happening with the infrastructure and the roads, and 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 uh, as well as as I was traveling and talking to a lot of different individuals, um, I would love to learn more and more about about what's going on in in w- with young people, and. I mean, we've got an opportunity here, Maria, from a talent perspective, to really tap into some really, really great folks who can go a long way in supply chain. We just have to do a better job at it. So well, that's, that's, a bit about that's, a
0: great, that's a great segue into into the the topic that we're going to be discussing, which is attracting and retaining talent in supply chain. Uh, I mean, this is a conversation that everyone's been having, you know, back in the days when you were driving a forklift, you know, but. There's a lot of change because of technology, a lot of change in generations. Um, what do you think is the biggest uh, difference in attracting talent to supply chain today versus maybe when you got started?
1: Well, I, I, I think, I think the, the needs have changed. I mean, at one point in time, uh, it was just that we needed people to fill certain uh, low, lower level jobs. What we're seeing yeah. now is the talent that we need, especially in supply chain, are analysts. That, that, that with all the technology taking place, I don't believe the technology is replacing the people. I think it's changing the skill sets that we need from the people. For example, uh, artificial intelligence, which is by far the leading technology that's occurring. All the research that we've done is saying it really does not replace the people. It means that instead of people doing these mundane uh, tasks, they now can do analytical work. The problem we have right now is the latest numbers we see is that for every nine positions for a supply chain, this is globally, there's only one or two to fill them. And, and, and a lot of this is an analytical jobs and, and being able to, to uh, do, the, do the kind of analytics. So we have a, a, a real, real tough time of generating the talent in, in order to fill, fill this gap. I don't see it going away anytime soon. Because when you look at the university community, the community college community, that, that you have to rely upon to generate the talent, we just aren't graduating enough. And, 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 and we're just not, the, 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 the supply is just not meeting the demand.
0: Now, but do you think it's because, sorry, do you think it's because the, the job spec has changed, you know, to more analytical job specs, you know, to people that can handle the tech, that merging, as you say, of technology and human interaction?
1: well I, I think partially i think uh, and i'm going to say something a little bit provocative here but i think the people that are looking for the talent uh, are misguided because what they're okay. doing is, is that they're trying to say i want them to have all these different technical skill sets my 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 take is no you hire the person who's got the mental agility the people agility the change agility and the results agility, which means the desire to be able to, to be comfortable with complex solutions, being able to deal with diversity and tough, tough things, and really achieving those results. I'm a firm believer I can teach the technical, but I can't teach your attitude and I can't teach you these different agilities. So I'm saying that the people that are hiring this talent need to say, let's not concentrate so much. Of course, you've got to have the basics and the supply chain schools teach the basics of, of, of trying to come up with some, some of the basic skill sets. But let's change in the way that we're looking at hiring uh, from outside the organization. But let me step a little bit um, closer within the, within the different organizations. I challenge companies, why don't you have an internal talent development program. And they say, oh yeah, we do. And and I hear that all the time. So I said, well, give me an example where you've taken an employee and that employee has been able to accelerate into a senior position within your company. So it's the internal, so attracting and retaining. I'll give you an example. When I was still in industry, we started a a, uh, internal, within supply chain, an internal rotational program we're taking a person, putting them in different positions for, for 18 months, and the key was, Maria, is to put them in positions where they knew nothing about the job. So you take, take a person, and I'll give you an example, the one person that, that comes to mind, I hired him as a supply chain analyst a long time ago, as a data analyst. And then when I went and talked to him, the sign of a good leader is one that will talk to the employees, and unfortunately, that's another topic that we can discuss. But taking, that, uh, taking the analyst, and when I sat down and talked to him, within about 15, 20 minutes, I went to his boss and said, there is a person that we're wasting his skills. They said, well, he just got there. He's an analyst. I said, no, his attitude, his demeanor, his ability to, to collaborate with others, uh, I said, it, it's something I've not seen in a long time. So we took this individual and believe it or not, within 10 years, eight to 10 years, he went from this analyst into my, um, my regional supply chain head. Then he left and became a chief operating officer for a material handling company. And now he's back um, uh, running, being a senior, direct, senior director running a huge manufacturing facility. So that's an example internally if we spent more time identifying our high potentials and moving them through in a rotational, that would help trying to close this gap a little bit. But I don't think we do enough of that, especially in the supply chain. Um, so do you
0: think, so let me interrupt you. Do you think that maybe sometimes we have a defined job, we hire for that defined job, fit a person into that defined job and close our eyes to the potential that they may have in other departments, you know, the the flexibility, you know, of doing something else.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I have a rough time with job descriptions. I, I, yeah. I think I think we, we try to put everyone in this little square box of a job description. I like to look at it differently. I like to say, here is we want you in supply chain, but we want you to be able to have a career ladder, to be able to move up and down that ladder, uh, zig to zag, and go down, go up, and, and, and not worry about the, the four walls of that job description. And, and yep. I've talked to a couple of companies who are saying, okay, um, you know, uh, unfortunately uh, processes require you to come up with a job description. But I've talked to some, uh, some uh, folks that have been hired by companies. Some of our alumni supply chain graduates have been hired by the companies. I said, okay, you went into this job. What are you doing now? They said, you know what? The job description is nothing to what I'm doing now. And and I said, so is that good or bad? I, said, I love it because they're now giving me the ability to make decisions, ability to grow, coming up with innovative ideas. That's the kind of that that's the focus we need to to do it. So if you're hiring an analyst and you hire um, someone to come in, then then and then you, I mean, you'll find that they have skill sets that you probably have not tapped into. And, and I, I tell the students quite often that come to see me and they want me to review their resume and I say, okay, I said, here's your resume. I said, no, show me on your resume anything negative. And, and of course, you don't put anything negative. When people interview you, what they should be doing, what the hiring manager should be doing is not going through your resume, what your technical skills are, but they should be saying, are you a fit? What's your attitude? Are you able to carry on a conversation? Are you able to adopt the culture? And I've seen that when you do that and you look at the companies that do that, that they are able to attract great talent and retain that talent. I'm working with a company right now that's a partner here at TCU, 189-year company, 189 years. They've turned their supply chain organization from the cost center to the profit center. They took one of our uh, uh, sophomore students that hadn't even been in supply chain yet, and said, "We're going to take this person as an intern." But took took the, took her because of her her attitude, her willingness to learn, and she's yeah. now working full time. And here here's an organization that has redefined their supply chain based upon getting the right talent in the right positions. Now,
0: here here's another thing. So. We're living. I mean, every, probably everybody says this, but it's pretty disruptive area, era. Pretty disruptive era. We've got uh, a lot of change, whether it's geopolitical, economic, um, climate change. You know, lots of things affecting the supply chains today. Then you add to that disruptive technologies and companies that are coming in and un- and dethroning companies that have really old have been around the block. So do you think that we're in an era where supply chain requires maybe a different set of skills?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. But but uh, you know, everything you mentioned, Maria, I, I think it's exciting time. I, I really yeah, I agree. Exciting time. I've been in supply chain a long time and I've never seen, and I tell folks all the time, the supply chain you see six months from now is gonna be totally different than the one you've got now. The, yes. the, 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 the speed of change, is so so fast, and what I and, and so the skill sets that I believe is needed now is change agility. Yes, that there you supply go. Supply chain supply chain folks have got to be change agents, and when I tell the student, I tell professionals that have even been in a long time, say, if you're not if you're not looking at something and breaking it and fixing it and breaking it again, you're not doing your job. The only way we're gonna learn is take some of this disruptive technology, disruptive things going on and and, and embrace it and use it to to, to mature your supply chain. You know, uh, yes, we have a lot of geopolitical environment, but the skill set is, is you've got to be able to understand that. We're global. You've gotta be able to understand the geopolitical environment without getting too political about it, but understand the geopolitical. That, that shipping to Venezuela can be a challenge. And do we want to continue? And, and, and I, I often tell folks here, it, it, you know, I'll take the UK for example with this Brexit thing. I said, why are we overreacting to Brexit? I said, trade is going to continue. And then we don't have to turn the supply chain upside down. We just have to approach it with cautious optimism. And what, what's going to happen is that if we suddenly say we're going to change our supply chains between the EU and, 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 and UK, we're going to cause more disruption. Keep it moving. Just understand and understand the progress of what's going to happen. But I've worked with some companies that with Brexit, all of a sudden they say, we've got to go back and renegotiate our logistics contracts with the UK. So said, Why? Why? so so there 's this overreaction, so the skill sets we need from supply chain people is not only the change agility but but being able to be much more effective in understanding the geopolitical environment and being able to um, be more effective negotiators So able- so
0: going back to so, so going back to the point that you were making, Dave, which is I think hiring for uh, attitude, hiring for uh, the ability to have flexibility, uh, you know, agility. I think those are the kind of skills that we need nowadays that may not be the traditional sort of ones that f- fill in a box in terms of the job spec.
1: That's right, yes, absolutely. So you've got, you've got this whole thing of mental agility. And, and what I mean by mental agility is you've got to have the, the, the problem solving. Let's take the, take, take the Brexit example. It's very complex. It's very complex. So, so you want to have someone that's got the mental agility to be comfortable with those complex uh, areas and being able to come up with a solution to that complex. And by the way, when I say come up with a solution, don't take five years to come up with it because, you know, you've got two months. Oh, yeah, the pace has changed. So, so yeah. you've got to have, that's where mental agility and change agility come hand to hand. You've also got to have the people agility is is, is is how do we build the relationships do we have people in there that can really build these relationships and build it within a diverse in, 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 in dealing with some of the tough situations that may occur and then and then and then always keeping in mind that you want to always achieve results I, I one of the company a very big company and we talked talking about sustainability and of course you hear the climate control sustainability and all that and and I like what uh, their director of transportation they said we are very we're very interested in becoming sustainability recycling and building that into our supply chain carbon footprint all that but the last in in her statement at the end said last time I checked we're a for-profit organization we still have to make money so we've got to balance that. And this was a, a young person that's only been with the company a short period of time. And I was just amazed that that she had those agilities to be able to understand, yes, we
0: care about it,
1: but let's make sure we do it the right way. And let, let, me,
0: let me take a step back now to your students. You know, So you've got a program with... Millennials, I think, is that the generation we're at the moment. These, these are all millennials.
1: Well, millennials and exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we, we've got we've got two different generations coming into the workforce now. How are they seeing the prospects in supply chain?
1: Um, I, I think I think they're 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 getting more excited. I don't think we've done a good job in the industry, so in the profession, to really bring them into it.
0: Well, you, you not, and I have talked about this. You and I have yeah. talked about this before. Yes. How we say that we think that supply chain has an image issue, has it? Doesn't it? You know, yes, it,
1: was, it still does. It, you it still know, it's has go- an image issue because we have not done a good job. And what what I love about uh, the conference that um, Future Insights is bringing on on um, uh, de- December fifth. November,
0: 5th. Don't, November don't, 5th. don't arrive a month <laughs> late. Don't arrive a month <laughs> November
1: late. 5th. Oh, my, my, my day. November 5th. You know, we're almost in October. That's
0: what I, that. know. I know. On
1: November 5th it, it is, is that uh, we, we are bringing, bringing folks in. They're going to speak about uh, talent, going to speak about how do we have uh, better teams and how do we really make, make supply chain uh, understandable. And, and so, so I think I think that's having having meetings like that is really really important to really really bring home the the whole area of supply chain and making it more favorable in having having definitions. The problem I have is that you know I, I do a lot of speaking, and, and, and but I don't see a lot of millennials coming to these meetings. And and, and and, 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 and I, I'm speaking that we have here. Dallas-Fort Worth area, a logistics company, and 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 when you talk to people about supply chain, they'll you know they'll talk about logistics, they'll talk about that, but here is a company that um, I think has just been their almost their entire sales force for the, for selling transportation and warehousing services are millennials, and wow. so when I talk to them and say, well, how do you attract them? They said, first of all, we clearly have a vision and we clearly define what supply chain is if it's moving if it's being made its supply chain and and, and so so we've got to be clear we've got to be clear on what our definition is Uh, we did a survey a while back I think you and I talked about this of 250 um, supply chain executives and asked what the definition of supply chain was we had 200 different answers yeah. So we we in the profession are not doing a good job, but here in the university community, uh, what's good about the center I run in, in, in a part of, in that the the supply chain the university that have supply chain programs here in the United States, and now we're starting to bring in um, uh, universities from other parts, is that we meet once a year to discuss what's happening in the curriculum. What's happening with the kind of talent we're coming out and how do we change the the curriculum and change the way that we present supply chain? So I think we've done a better job in the last four or five years to coalesce and bring it closer to a definition where we're seeing a lot more millennials, Gen Z, picking supply chain as as a career. Where the problem comes in, it's their parents. Their parents, when they're paying for the education, they don't yeah. know what supply chain is. They know what finance is, what marketing is, what accounting is, but they don't know what supply chain is. So that's where we have to go out and, and, and explain to them what supply chain is all about. And the way I do it, I said, do you buy stuff? Do you, you go to Walmart and you buy something? And and you pick it up and buy And they said, yeah. I said, that's supply chain. Everything behind that supply chain. They said really. They said yes, and then then when you when you tell the parents that for every nine jobs there's only one to fill it, that's the catcher.
0: Yeah, it, it, the it's it's a, it's a highly more. exactly as a, as a parent you know you to, to put your child into something that is where they where they are highly employable you know in this day and age when a lot of jobs are disappearing you know is, is a pretty is is a very very valuable well, thing and that goes back to the image issue you know the uh, fact that you have to explain supply chain Dave. You know, yeah, is it yeah. isn't a good thing, you
1: know? But when I, when I, when I sit down with my millennials and Gen Z, and, and the, the, these are, are young folks that, that um, like to be challenged constantly. I said, you know, I said, what's exciting about supply chain? I said, I've been in supply chain almost my entire career. Every day was different. It's exciting. You wake up in the morning and you go in and, and you're going to do something different. And, and during that day, you're going to do something different. If that's what you want to do, supply chain is what you want.
0: Well, but it, you know let, let's.
1: Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but but the, and the other thing is, but if you're also a person that likes to sit in front of a screen and work on numbers all the time, supply chain is your profession. We've got something for all of the different skill sets.
0: Well, I would add to that, I would add, I would add look at the, the exciting things that are happening in supply chain today with AI, with machine learning, with blockchain, with 3D printing, with you name it, all the kinds of technology. We're probably, you know, supply chain is, is, is everything, as you say. It's everywhere. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think um, if we just improve on this, on this image issue that we have, then we'll be able to attract deeper talent.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and I also say it, it still supply chain still goes down. Goes back to people and and supply chains, people, processes, and technology. That we've got to have the right people in the right positions, and Mm -hmm. and it's those people that are going to build the processes, and then and then we have to use technology to enable those processes. What what's happening with a lot of companies is right now is that they think technology can fix a lot of their processes. Yeah. All they're doing is they're breaking the processes even more. So so I try. I met with a company um, last week and, and saying. They just put in a whole new ERP system. It crashed and burned. I said, "Well, I said your data is no good." And then we sent in a student that looked at it and saying, "Yeah, the data is not good." I said, "I said still, I said you don't have the right people in the right positions." And so when you get people that are knowledgeable, our millennials right now can do data analytics that we've never seen before. Really, and, and embracing that, and putting them in the positions. I I, I put a, a team to work on it with a company to to do a remapping, and they found out that the data was really bad. They went in there, and in a week, they had the data cleaned. Really, when when traditionally it would take months to clean it. So so there are skill sets out there that we have just got to embrace them, and and and, and then we in in i am a uh, baby boomer we just have to do a better job and making sure that it's clear as to what the supply chain is all about you know and we can go back to the score i was part of the score model you know plan source make deliver return sustain um and all the data goes along with that so you move it it's supply chain the data is supply chain the technology that goes behind it i mean if you have an app that you can buy something on it, I said, hopefully that's supply chain. So even selling now, I believe, selling and in, in, in marketing in the, is part of the supply chain. You know, with AI and with uh, with this whole artificial intelligence, with all the technology now, is that we see where you put the 2D barcode on an Apple and you're able to now scan that Apple and then you get everything about that Apple, including the tree it comes off of it. So what's happening in the supply chain is that we're no longer selling products. We're selling a platform. And, and, and as you sell that platform, it is everything behind that from a supply chain has got to change. So I go back to the apple again. So you just buy this nice little apple. It's got the little barcode on it. Who would have ever thought that by scanning that barcode, not only do I know what tree it's come off of, but I now get some recipes that I can use the apple in, it can tell me some other apples that are uh, like apples, and that's selling a platform. And when I when I, you talk to the students and talk to them, I said that's supply chain. No, of, I know, mean we, we I can agree.
0: we can all agree that supply chain is really exciting, you know. Yeah. I think so. In order to bring people into so what we've talked about, in order to bring people into working in supply chain, we companies have got to. Um, look at changing their, the way that they hire people in terms of the job definitions, job descriptions, you know, look at people, I hate to use the term outside of the box, but hire towards to attitude, hire to, um, to to the, to the, not just the skills that people bring, but the kind of attitude that they bring to the table, how agile they are to be able to change in a disruptive environment. We've so, talked about, I'm, sorry, I was gonna say, we, yeah, yeah. we've talked about all that. So once we actually bring them in, okay? So we've talked about how we're hiring Talent or how we should be hiring talent. How do we retain uh, millennials? How do we retain this type of talent of the new generation in today's supply chain environment?
1: We've got to make sure they're challenged. We've got to make sure that we're not leaving them in that in that job for more than, uh, the data shows that if, if they're not challenged, they'll leave within six to eight months. So, yep. so make sure that we that they do have a clear career path that you're not going to be in this one position the whole time, but we're going to challenge you with different positions and really invest the time of developing them. I, I often tell leaders, I said, how much time do you spend developing your people? Now I got too many problems. I'm putting out fires. I said, if you're putting out the fires, why do you have your people? So, so I said, you should be spending the vast majority of your time developing your high potential. And, 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 and a lot of the millennials coming out right now, they, they've got the same goals as you and I. They just do it differently. Embrace it. Embrace it. Take advantage of their agility and put them into, challenge them and put them into positions that, 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 that they'll make a difference. And I think, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised of how, you know, when you challenge them and put them in different positions. But I, I believe, that the reason why companies aren't doing that, they don't want to take the risk of failure. And, 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 okay. And I'm I'm of the belief that you're going to fail. And, 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 of course, you've got to have that measurable measure what the risk factor is. But there's different ways in uh, and, and the retention. Very, I'm a very strong believer in mentoring. And the millennials embrace mentoring. So if you've got a good mentorship program within your company or outside your company, you encourage the millennials to have mentors, then the chance of failure is going to be a lot low. They don't want to fail any more than you and I, but they're not afraid to go and ask for advice. In my, I was going to
0: ask you. I was going to ask you something there. You're in a unique position working at a university with the next generation of our supply chain leaders. What? difference is, you know, think about it. You used to be a supply chain director. You used to be in an in industry. What would you have liked to have known then that you know now because of your unique position? If you, you're speaking to supply chain VPs in this platform right here, people that are running supply chains, you have the next generation. What would you like to tell them now about that next generation?
1: The, 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 their ambition is unbelievable what they want is they want to be very successful, but they want to be challenged. They've got, they're very creative. And I think now supply chain, you've got to be creative. They're very agile. They know technology better than what you and I would have ever known. Not only do they know the technology, but they can embrace it. They're innovative uh, and, and much more innovative than what we were um and, and 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 so so i said embrace that embrace the fact that they're so innovative they're ambitious they really do care and they've got a very positive attitude i've never seen a generation with such a positive attitude and 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 they're they're willing to maintain that positive attitude you know but but then i run into people say yeah but you know they're they they're they're this everyone wins uh generation. I said, no. I said, the students that I'm working with, and not only at, here at TCU that we're a private university, but I've gone to some of the public universities. Every one of these kids that I've run into, I call them kids. I mean, they're adults, but every one of them I run into have such a positive attitude. All they want to know, all they want to do is they want to get in with a company that, that really, really appreciates what they do and, 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 and give them recognition for what they do. And and, and 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 that's different than what we used to
0: see. You think so? And and what about the the importance of working at a business that they believe is doing good for the environment, good for uh, humanity? I mean, that that seems to be something that is also present. Is. With this generation, um,
1: I think we overplay that sometimes. I think okay. it's important to them. It, it, it's important to them, um, and I think they will. Uh, their buying behavior suggests that. But working for a company that uh, they want a company that's ethical, trustworthy, yeah. and, and, and as long as as long as they can get that, then I think embrace them to get to be creative to build that sustain sustainability in their supply chain, and over time that that will happen. Um, uh, but but I, I think we overemphasize that sometimes.
0: Okay, but fair
1: I, enough. I think when they, when they go to these companies and they look at, you know, of course we want suppliers that, that, that are ethical, that we're not using child labor and that we're not using conflict minerals. I said, who doesn't want that? I, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, it, the interest in the environment, of course we're all interested in the environment. And, and, and they're just more vocal about it than I think a lot of us have been. I mean, I, I'm concerned about the environment and, and, and everything happening. But, but then it's like the young person I just told you saying, yes, we believe in all this, but we got to make a profit. So, so, so they're and, practical. So they're practical as well. I believe that they're, they're a lot more practical than we give them credit for. I, I mean, uh, I, I'm amazed when I, when I have uh, talked to young students here or around. You know what their biggest beef is? We're not embracing them. No. The, the, the current, we, we who are leaders in supply chain aren't embracing it. So when right. I ask, when I, when, when I go to a conference or go to, and you see all these folks, senior, I said, why aren't you bringing one of your young people with you as a learning experience? Why aren't we seeing more
0: millennials? So I So, in terms of including inclu- more, uh, include. being more inclusive. Yes. With, with this generation You know, you're right Because I bet you You know, when we, when we were coming up You know, I remember my bosses We were, we were uh, someone that did a job That we were someone no. down the line you're, and, and, and the people Now that we're in senior positions We probably think to ourselves Well, when I came up Or when I was coming up I didn't get that kind yeah. of Inclusive yeah. attitude I wasn't taken to conferences I had to prove myself And I think what you're saying If I interpret it correctly Is this generation saying Well, we don't want that We want to learn from you yeah. Uh, so so let us participate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Can we pause for? it?
0: Yeah, can sure. We- definitely. We can yeah. we can edit it. We can pause. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go. No worries. Yeah, I mean, we can. I'm going to I'm going to put that. no, no. I'm going to keep recording. Don't worry. But you come back and then we'll just edit this moment out. Don't worry, about that. don't worry about it. No, no, no. Don't. Don't you worry. Well, that's the beauty of this. That's why we're not live. It's
1: <laughs> so, not so live what,
0: television. So hold on. So just take. <laughs> so, w- tell so, me when you're so, back ready. Hold on then. Yeah, ready. We have to do like so that way we go. Okay.
1: Yeah. Good. So so no, but but I, but I think we we have to take a more responsibility in, in embracing the millennials. Um, what was interesting uh, was um, at a one time. In in this this group did a very good job. They had a panel. And they put the four generations on that panel and they talked about what makes you tick.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and and they paused. And it's interesting because you know what the bottom line is? Everyone wants the same thing. We all want the same. We want to be successful. We want to raise our family. Pay our mortgage.
0: Work life balance.
1: A life balance. And we, we all want that. We just do it differently. Okay. We go about it differently. And we have a generation now, students now, millennials and the Gen Z, the, the, the freshmen we've got now, it's even going to. Just remember, these kids were born with this, with this iPhone. Yeah. And, and, and so they know technology better than anyone as they were known it.
0: Why aren't we? Well, the, 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 Gen, the Gen Z, <laughs> they're the digital natives. That's the, you know, these, you're absolutely right. These people have been playing with iPhones and iPads since they were in diapers. Uh, so they are different, but, but I love what you said. Maybe do you think, and here's the question that perhaps in industry, we are overcomplicating, uh, the, you know, what attracts people to industry. So this whole being ethical, sustainable, you know, we're overplaying that hand, as you say. Uh, do you think that if we're, we became a little bit more simplistic into, we all know, we just, we all want to earn money. We all want to have a voice, a say, uh, but I think this, with this generation, we also want to be uh, challenged. Uh, we also want to be challenged as well, or they want to be challenged, correct?
1: Yes, and, and and I'd put another phrase in there. I think supply chain, uh, and and some of them will argue differently. I think we're more risk averse in, than what we really say. I mean, we're, yeah. we're always concerned about the next uh, uh, catastrophic event is going to disrupt our supply chain. And, yeah. And and but but if we if we if we look at it differently from a talent perspective and saying, you know we're going to take a little bit more risk on, in our talent. We're going to take a little bit more risk in, 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 not let them fail. We're, we're going to continue to develop them, but we're going to go back to what I said earlier. We're going to hire them because of their attitude and not hire them because, you know, and, and what really irritates me is when I talk to companies and they say, I, I was sitting down with one and they're hiring an entry level position. They want two to five years experience. I said, how is that possible? I, I said first of all, I said, I will stand up a university grad with a degree in supply chain that that against anyone that's got two to five year experience yeah
0: yeah
1: and and, and, and if you start looking looking at at that, I think I think you break those barriers down. And my challenge to the VPs that listen to the podcast is: don't let the talent acquisition people dictate on who you're going to hire. Take the risk on on good talent. If you bring bring some of these young people, or even you know any person, and they've got the right attitude. And, you know, we talk a lot about the young talent, but I'm saying any talent. If they come in and they've got, you know, you can trust them. They have a commitment to, for total success. They're creative, they're effective communicators, and they have a positive attitude. Take a chance on them. But we don't. You know, you know the, the job description says you need five to 10 years experience. Five to 10 experience in supply chain is useless because their yeah. supply chain changes so rapidly. So you want someone who's got the agility to be able to learn the new technologies and to learn the new new innovative ideas that are coming out. You know,
0: you know I, I, I did a podcast recently with someone who also said that it would be a good idea to hire people outside of the industry, people uh-huh. that have totally different you know experiences. Uh, that have worked in, you know, because things are disruptive at the, at the moment. You know, you've, you've got someone that might be selling T-shirts out of their garage that's giving a run for the money to, to some big, you know, retail shop. So to hire people with different skills is also important.
1: Well, here, here's an you, – you bring that up, a T-shirt. Uh, that one uh, The research is showing right now that those companies, such as that guy, uh, that, that person with a T-shirt in, in the garage – that when you launch that t-shirt they will take up to 30 share points away from the big guys that are in the comparable and the reason being is because they're more than likely going to launch that as a totally transformational digital product that that has a good pulse of what's going on where the big guys are not really caught up to that so, so and eventually, what happens is the big guys buy them and, and then embrace them, and then that, that leapfrobs it. So, 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 to the point is that the ingenuity and the idea of creation that, that our talent can bring has got to be embraced. And yeah. your point of cross industry is it, it, every time I talk to different industries and supply chain, they said, Our supply chain is unique. I said, Okay, unique. You got to plan it, you got source it. Someone has to make it, you got to deliver it, and you got to sell it, what's different? Yeah. Wow, the way we do it. I said, I agree, the way you do it, but maybe the way you do it is not the best way. So why not use best in class, using industries that are best in one area. You know, everyone says go to the, um, uh, go to, um, the electronics industry. Yeah, they, they've got their issues as well, but they have some very, very good areas that you need to embrace. I say look for the best in class, the best talent for the problem that you're trying to solve. If you are putting in, uh, if you have a data analytics problem, I, uh, yesterday I was talking to one uh, to um, an owner of, of, of a company, and, and he's got a lot. And, I, I, and I, said, I said, what you need is a visualization tool. You need a visualization tool to take all these sources of data and visualize it and put it into, uh, into a, a, um, a dashboard. And I said, and I can give you two MBA students that can work on building the back end for that visualization. Here's the technology you buy. And he said, "Wow!" He said, "I never knew that." I said, "That I mean, that's something that if that's something you need, you go out and hire that talent." And and and, and because a lot a, a lot of um, companies don't know what they don't know. They don't know how bad their supply chain is until someone comes in and says, "It, it says it's bad." but what do they do? They spend a million bucks. They hire these big consulting companies sometimes, and I don't mean the best consulting company, but they spend a lot of money to try and re-engineer their supply chain. When really, just get a couple of talent to concentrate on that. You know, this company, I talked to you about the 189 year company. They start up a supply chain innovation group yeah. The whole job is process improvement innovation. And that brings me to a survey that we did. survey that we went to. Went to yeah, tell me about this, this survey. And we said, what skills and knowledge are you seeking in, in students, in young talent? Guess what number one was? What? Process improvement. Increasing okay. efficiency and process improvement. The second one was analytics managing and analyzing data to solve problems. Then the third one was project management. And the fourth one was change management. Sustainability was way, way down. there, And and, and the global global environment was down there. Technology was down there. And you know what? I love to see that technology was way down on the scale. And the reason why I say that, because it goes back to what I said, people, processes, then technology. If we don't get our processes right, forget about technology. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you have a lot of solution providers. And you and I have been around in, in the industry a long time. And how many solution providers have we seen come and go?
0: Many, many. Okay, and the so, thing is but, that if, if, if you're going to layer technology over bad processes and bad people, you're not going to solve the problem anyway.
1: No. So, so you get the right people. And that, that's for the processes that you're trying to improve. So go back to, to this company where they said, yes, we're going to bring in a mixture. So, so I've got a team, team of uh, four students right now. They're, they're seniors working working at this company. But they're put in with all different levels, different cross-functional uh, organizations to come up with this particular process of how we're going to improve it. And that, that is a, um, a semester. So it's a 12-week, 12, 16-week uh, course. I mean, using your people, looking at the processes. So then you say, well, what are you going to do after that? Then what we're going to do is probably look at how do we automate it. But isn't that novel? And here's a tremendous. company. Yeah. Uh, again, that's 189 years. How many companies now, when you, when you look at it, a lot of companies don't last that long, you know? No. It's, it's like in the retail industry. I don't want to pick on the retail industry, but we've all know about the Amazon effect. We all know uh, the need for speed. And, and, and what's happened in retail is that we've got some of them that are so fixated on brick and mortar, fixated in this long lead time to bring stuff across the ocean that they haven't been innovative. And, and what, what I, I believe is going to happen, those companies are innovative.
0: Well, look at to, are Toys R Us. Look at Toys R Us. It's a yeah. good example. You know, yeah. um, uh, Sears. Dave. Again, you yeah. know, th- then that speaks to my point of disruption. You know, we're talking about a different age now, which perhaps uses different skill sets than what we're used to. Dave, we're going to have to wrap up soon. But what what advice would you give to people in industry today? Um, in terms of in terms of um, attracting the top talent, and then I'll summarize what I think we took away from yeah. this so conversation.
1: I, I think first of all, um, I, I like what what um, a speaker I brought in talked to the students. What he said, and he is um, a, a baby boomer, and, and he and he said, look, and he said, don't all of you young people, talent, you're up to the challenge. You're up to the challenge because you've got the agility. You've got you you know technology better than anyone else does. You're able to embrace it, you're able to learn from it. But what we have to do is in 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 the professionals that are currently in their positions, including myself, I need to be a mentee. We need to let them mentor us. And okay. if you take away that, that let them mentor you. Let them Teach you what you don't know the whole area of flexibility in, in in first of all they can teach us work-life balance obviously but 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 just you know and i love what 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 he said was saying you know you mentor me i learn from you as you learn from me and having that collaborative positive attitude giving constant feedback um i think you will embrace talent and, 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 and let's take age out of it. Because by the way, millennials don't like being called millennials. Most of them, but, but um, if we take, take these these, these classifications out, any talent, any person, yeah. as you're building a leadership team, as you're building a team, mentor each other don't, and have that collaboration, positive attitude.
0: You know, you you say something really wise there, Dave, which is, uh, you know, and I go to a lot of these conferences, I run a lot of these conferences, I hear a lot of speakers, I'm sure you do as well. And pretty much every agenda has got something on attracting millennials or bringing millennials and the Mm -hmm. skills shortage, you know, the, 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 the supply chain, you know, skills gap and what have you, there's loads of articles written about it. But what is true for millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, whoever, it's true for everybody. You know, it's, it's, true. it's true for everybody. So um, I'm going to summarize how, what I think we took away from, from this session. You know, I, I break it down to about eight points that we've got here. Hire for attitude uh, or the problem that you're looking to solve. That's important. Um, don't be guided by just a job spec. So in other words, you know, don't just focus on I've got this job spec. Uh, number three, take a chance on people. I think uh, you, you really you really mentioned that and I think it's a really good point taking a chance on people that perhaps are not the ones that just fit that job spec uh, I, I love this one sell supply chain uh, you know we talked about supply chain having an image issue you know we have to sometimes sell mm-hmm. uh, that supply chain is at an exciting time that we are in everything you know supply chain is a really exciting position an ex- exciting job to be in um, Once you get people in, don't overplay the whole sustainable, ethical, environmental angle. You know, people are motivated by the same things. We all want job stability. We all want to make good money. We all want, uh, you know, work-life balance. And I think sometimes we tend to oversell that angle to the younger generations because we think that that's what's going to attract them. And then once you do get them, be inclusive. Uh, Take them in the journey. Be inclusive. Take them places. Challenge them. Uh, challenge them. And then the last one, col- which I love, really love collaborative mentoring, let them yes. mentor you mm-hmm. and you mentor them.
1: Would you, uh, do you think uh, we
0: summarized, summarize this? Uh, that's a,
1: that's a great, great, fantastic summary. I, I think, I think that's, if we can take that in, in, in really embrace that, I think the success is, uh, is, is endless. I, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll make one last comment is I don't, like this hierarchy, a boss subordinate type of thing. I think we're all here for the same reason. So relationship building and building those relationships, whether it be up, down, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, working very hard and then being able to go out for for a drink or go out for a meal with, with everyone, you know, whether it's a boss or whatever, and all, everyone on the same level. Um, I, I'm a very firm believer in that. I mean, I put my shoes on the same way everyone else puts their shoes on. And then why do we have to always say, well, I'm the senior guy? Because I think there's enough respect and respect is mutual as well. It's, we also respect, it's also it's earned, it's also earned. It's earned. And, and if, if we embrace that as practicing practitioners, practicing leaders, it's going to be a bright future. Talent, talent will come, talent will embrace you. And you'll solve that gap, like the 189-year company that's redefined themselves multiple times because of their ability to integrate everyone and embrace through collaborative relationships and collaborative mentoring.
0: Brilliant. Well said. Well, thank you very much, Dave Malenfant uh, from Texas Christian University, TCU. Appreciate you taking the time to join us and give us these eight takeaways that are uh, really valuable in training, uh, well, attracting and retaining talent uh, into the today's supply chain. Thanks a lot for joining us.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: And we'll be seeing you uh, in uh, Fort Worth at uh, Supply Chain Insights Live, Dallas Fort Worth.
1: Looking forward to it. I think it's a fantastic agenda.
0: Great, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll join you at the next episode of FinTV. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait. No. I. I hold on. I'm back there. Still recording. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Was that good? I
1: think that, that... was
0: really good. That was yeah. really good. Uh, now, what? If you don't mind, what I'd like to do briefly is reintroduce you for a little promo spot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do again, I'm joined here by Dave Malenfant, you know, I'm gonna do that again, but I'm going to introduce you as the chair to the okay. chairman yeah. of the event. Yeah. Uh, and then if you could just do it, because uh, sort of, you know, join us at uh, Supply Chain Insights Live, Skill US, so we call it Skill US 19, as in skill. Uh, and then uh, literally just put up the website you know, if you go to the website for the event,
1: yeah, I've got it up here. So and then see. if you
0: do, you know, join us uh, for this. We've got great speakers from, and then just do just great speakers from Target, Coca Cola, Kraft. You know, just the big names. That's it. And join us on November fifth, Omni Fort Worth Hotel, Texas. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Give me give me a second. Let me do it again. Uh. And uh, I feel like I'm a movie uh, director. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm here with Dave Malenfant, who's the Director for Outreach and Partnerships and the Center for Supply Chain Innovation at Texas Christian University, TCU. Dave is also the chairman of our event that we've got coming up, Supply Chain Insights Live 2019. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little about the event?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so, so I, I'm really excited about the event uh, at the Omni in uh, Fort Worth, Texas on November 5th. I think you'll find that the agenda is absolutely fantastic and we've got uh, uh, folks from Target, from uh, uh, just high powerful uh, folks that are gonna talk about multiple areas, transformation, digital transformation, talking about powerful working teams and about the uh, what's happening from a transformation of our supply chain. So it's gonna be a very, very um, a packed day from nine to about 6 p.m., but you're, you're going to really, really be, uh, get a lot out of it. So join us for the uh, Supply Chain Insights uh, live here in Fort Worth, Texas on November 5th at the Omni.
0: Thank you very much. For more information, go to futureinsights.org. Uh, we'll see you in, on November 5th. Thank you very much.
1: So that was good. Yeah. That was great. Yeah.
0: That was great. Let me just stop the recording.